You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. Joining us this week is Tanner Beamer. Tanner is Associate Director of Government Affairs for NCBA and the Public Lands Council. And we're also joined by Nevada rancher J.J. Goikachia. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having us, Ed. All right, Tanner, let's start with you. Uh, the big news of the day here in Washington, D.C. is... Uh, there was a ceremony over at the White House. President Trump announced some changes to or proposed changes to the National Environmental Policy Act, or NEPA. Uh, our president, Jennifer Houston, was over there. She actually spoke uh, at the ceremony at the White House. Um, Tanner, just explain a little bit about what NEPA is um, and why these changes are needed. So NEPA is a process that, by which the federal government has to uh, evaluate the potential environmental effects of any proposed action that they do at the federal level. For ranchers, that most oftentimes manifests itself by uh, NEPA reviews before a term grazing permit renewal or uh, before conducting range improvements or to participate in USDA programs to varying degrees. And so uh, folks in the, in the ranching community really understand that uh, this is a process that they have to become intimately familiar with in order to remain compliant and have access to grass. So what this rule did today was uh, it moved to modernize and simplify the process, speed it up. Um, in a lot of cases where we're conducting environmental impact statements, that process can take up to four and a half years. That is the average across the entirety of the federal government. In the meantime, if you're doing an EIS on a grazing permit renewal, that's four and a half years into what is a 10-year term grazing permit. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason it should take that long under any circumstances. And this is supposed to address that so that we're not spending so much time putting together these giant documents, which realistically only serve as the basis for litigation later on down the road anyway. Okay, yes. And now... Um, it, at the White House ceremony, the president talked about, he talked a lot about how construction projects, I mean, that's sort of his background, right? Building buildings, and, and he talked about how long it can take to build highways and things uh, like that, years to get the proper permits. Um, JJ, you live, unlike Tanner and I, who live here in the swamp of Washington, D.C., you actually live in the real world. Um, I've been to your operation out in the, deep in the heart of Nevada. Um, can you talk a little bit about how the NEPA process um, affects you as a rancher. Absolutely, Ed. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, if, if we do have some drought situations that occur in Nevada, sometimes ranchers need to haul water or develop additional water sources for that livestock or for wildlife uh, as far as that goes. And those are often held up with NEPA. Uh, we have ranchers that have been waiting three, four, five years uh, to develop water resources. If it's an emergency situation and you don't have a drought environmental assessment that was done, uh, in that grazing district, uh, in that BLM district, for example, then you might not be able to haul, haul water to your livestock and you'll be forced to bring them home. Another example is fencing infrastructure. As Tanner talked about, I uh, have a neighbor who has been waiting nearly a decade for fencing to go in along a highway, a state route highway on their allotment, and it can't be done. Uh, we continue to see traffic collisions there as a result of that. And again, it is NEPA that is slowing that down. Uh, he can't manage his livestock appropriately. He tries to remove them to limit those uh, collisions for public safety reasons, and that's just a part of his operation that he can't use. Yeah, and of course, I was reading some of the coverage. I saw a Washington Post article sort of previewing this this morning, and the way that they couched it was, well, there's not going to be any regulation. And of course, nothing could be further from the truth. We're just talking about bringing some common sense and not letting things get tied up by lawsuits and environmentalists for decades in some cases. Yeah, I mean, this is the exact same hysteria that we saw leading up to the announcement about Endangered Species Act uh, amendments uh, from the regulatory perspective last August at the Interior Department. This is, this is 
not uh, a, a gutting of environmental laws. It's not it's not rolling back anything. It's simply a- injecting common sense back into the process. Nobody thinks that it should be uh, completely rolled back altogether. And besides, you can't do that because the underlying statute is there. But we do need to figure out a way to make it work better. It just makes sense for the taxpayer, for the people that are waiting on these decisions to be made, um, and ultimately for a, a, a stronger and better infrastructure across the country. All right, Tanner, finally, um, where do we go from here? Uh, where are we? As we know, these, these proposed rules can sometimes take a long time uh, to get through. Where are we in the process, and how can folks make their voices heard? You bet. So uh, after the announcement this morning, that will typically uh, begin the process, and it will probably take about a week or so uh, before this is actually published in the Federal Register. But once that happens, it'll be published as what's called a Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, which means it opens up a public comment period. So when that occurs, we'll send out some information to NCBA and PLC members across the country, and we are going to ask for your support to voice your comments. Uh, It's very important that you know, the uh, Council on Environmental Quality has all the information available to them on both sides of the issue. And I promise you that the activist community will turn out en masse to deliver millions upon millions of bulk comments against this rule. We need ranchers to turn out and voice their support. And uh, you can do that eventually by visiting NCBA's website, and we'll have uh, some, some information available for you there on how to get your comments on the record. All right, perfect. So everybody stay tuned. In the meantime, Tanner, JJ, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you, Ed. Thanks, Ed. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.